And you're very welcome to Racing Only Better ahead of Betfair Super Saturday. Looking forward to this. We have racing from Newbury. We have racing from Warwick and hoping to give you a good steer in the company of myself, the tipster leader at the time of recording. And Mr. Kevin Blake. Hey, Kev. Hello, Hugo. Car Park Kev is back. He's Car been Park away Kev. for a little while, but he is back. He's back and he's dogging more than ever. How are you, TC? <laughs> <laughs> Tony well, Calvin, look, well. look, look, look at me, wife has a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, TC, you're good form, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the gentle pussy to Kev's dogger. Yeah. Yes, oh yes, dear Jesus. You are, you are, you are, you are hoping to make it two winning naps in a row, uh, Tony Calvin, <laughs> after breaking your dog last what, weekend. I, I, I nearly fainted when that, uh, that horse won at Musselburgh on Sunday. I must admit. So did we. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, Clark of the Scales, objection to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, uh, Dan, you ready to rock and roll as well? Yeah, well game, boys. Let's get on with it. Good stuff. Um, just to let you know, by the way, on the Betfair uh, Sportsbook or on the exchange, uh, tomorrow at Friday uh, in the one o'clock at Southall, you have money back as a free bet if your horse fails to play. So money back as a free bet if your horse Fails to place in the one o'clock at Southall on Friday. And also money back special uh, as a free bet if your horse fails to place in the 150, which is the first race we're going to talk about at Newbury, which is the brilliantly named Betfair Cheltenham Roarcast Handicap Chase. I wonder where Hey, you jest, you jest. But in that natter with Nichols that Barry O did, Paul did say that he's always wanted to win that Betfair Cheltenham Roarcast and he sent his best <laughs> horse in training at it. Yes, yes. Well, listen, fair play to Paul Nichols. He has sent Brave Man's game to this race. He is five to yes. four on uh, Pat's Fancy, seven to two, is the second in the market at the moment. Grumpy Charlie, nine to two. Fernhill, tens. And have what you like about the last two who haven't a snowball's prayer in hell. Right. I guess, um, you know, first of all, there's a lot of chat that um, uh, Paul Nichols might consider putting Brave Man's game in the article, Kev, but it doesn't look like it if you still keep them over three miles here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that uh, chat. Yeah. yeah, there was uh, Chapman's there that I think he doesn't even have an injury. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, uh, you just have to love it the way Nichols has campaigned this horse all season. Been absolutely brilliant. Um, he's he's hasn't taken a soft option at any stage. You know, taking on season chasers and graduation chasers and things like this, and now he's throwing him into to a limited novices handicap off top weight. The kind of thing that we've been encouraging for years. So uh, fair play to Nichols, and I hope he gets rewarded. Um, with a big performance here. I love this horse. I loved him all season. Um, you have to love the way he jumps. Um, and he was better than ever last time. Like he's always been good and scopey um, and impressive in his jumping. But last time I thought he was that bit flatter and, and quicker through the air. And he, he kicked the highest senior out of the way, you know, and that, that's a good performance. And look, he, he's earned all the weight he has. He's, he's got a rating of 159. Um, so look, it wouldn't be a shock if, if this isn't all plain sailing, but I, but I hope he gets the job done. Um, he, he's progressive, he's one of the best novice chasers in the UK, no doubt. And hopefully, he shows it here because this sort of yeah. uh swashbuckling campaigning should be encouraged at every step, Hugo. He drop kicked, he drop kicked Hoyce, and you're out of the way like Kurt Zuma <laughs> drop kicks a cat out of his own house. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly did. Oh, pussy no, no, no. five. To- Five to four on, TC. Five to four on. We're not going to get into that. Everyone knows what a freaking man is. Five to four on. This <laughs> game. Um, why, why is he such? Why is he such good value, TC? I'm going to get stuck in a five to four on here because um, is it because Nichols' uh, stable form is, is is not what it should be, or why is why is he only four to five? Uh, he's, well, he's, he's a shocking price at four to five, isn't he? I mean, no, handicap you. They're all supposed to finish the line. 
No, yeah. okay. no, no, no. Except the ones that are out of the handicap. Don't complicate it for him. Don't complicate it. Um, as long as the small mean, number comes before the big one, he's Nichols, <laughs> Paul Nichols on Saturday will be sick to death of being asked a question about stable form. But yeah, it's the most pertinent. It's the most pertinent fact in here when you're thinking about backing his horses on Saturday. Um, obviously, he's on record as saying, you know, he's he's moved heaven and earth trying to find out what's been wrong with his horses, and they have been wrong. They haven't been running badly. They've been running appallingly. No loss aside. So, I mean, even if Great Brave Man's game was a decent bet of four to five purely on form terms, you've got to factor in the stable form terms. Um, so, I mean, I, it's not my kind of my, my kind of race. But what I do know is, even though three of the seven, uh, three of the six are out the handicap, you know, the likes of um, you know Pat's Fancy, um, you know, getting weight. There are no mugs here. Three of them coming after the last uh, last uh, last time out win, uh, and if if the Rebecca Curtis yard were in better form, let alone Paul's, uh, then you'd be fancying Pat's fancy getting the weight. But all told, it's a... It's go a, on, TC. What, what price is the five going to go off? That's what I was going to ask. Bet fair SP. What do you reckon? 2.28. Okay. I'm making note of that. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be surprised if there's odds against at some stage for sure. What's that in old, buddy? What? what? <laughs> that, that's, five, that's, five just, that's just over fives five on. Five, mate. Right, fives on. <laughs> yes, get stuck in. 2.28 all day. Okay, interesting. So, okay, so, um, all right. What about you, Dan? I mean, look, I, give me some support here. I'm, I'm going ha- to have them on my bet on Saturday. Yeah, I almost think, I do think the weight he's giving away is some sort of a bit of a red herring because I just think he's vastly better than them. But the stable form has to mean that he's, for me, he's not a better odds on. I think it's a scenario that he, he could be giving, they could be carrying 10 stone, he's carrying top weight. He probably won't leave his comfort zone against handicappers. But there is that doubt. I'd prefer Fernhill at the price. He's 10s at the moment. He's got ground to make up on Grumpy Charlie and he's only a little bit better off at the weights. But Grumpy Charlie looks very reliant on soft ground to me. It's not going to be that. I just really like Fernhill. I liked him from the first day. I saw him at Weatherby last season. He's a stay eight. his first crack over fences at three miles. He looks a very assured jumper. He's already galloped around this track and jumped the fences fine. And I can see a soft lead if um, if mm. it pans out as it should. That blogger lad put up um, a thing during the week. Tag a mate who'd back a horse at this price. And the horse was 20 to one on. And a few lads who obviously listen, <laughs> a few lads who listen to this podcast tagged me in the thing. Like, what do they think that it's some sort of degenerate, absolute leper who backs 20 to one on horses? Lads, I'm not that bad. I think five to four on about Brave Man's game is a reasonable price. But there you go. See, see, you, right. pro- you probably stuck it in a double with something else. Yeah, yeah. Just before we move on, I mean, I, I had my pace map down. I had Brave Man's game, Pat's fancy and Fern. Here was possible pro goers here, so I wouldn't even be sure someone's going to get an untested lead. I just thought all in it was it was a pretty pretty trappy race. Yeah, I wonder if Brave Man's. I think they've possibly made the running with him a couple of times because he's been in softish races. Yeah, yeah, probably Pat's fancy in Fernhill. Maybe they will go ahead to. Now, no, Q, you've said for years you will not bet at short than 16s on. So let's not <laughs> denigrate you too much. Listen, money back as a free bet. Just a reminder on the Sportsbook Exchange if your horse fails to brace in that race um, at Newbury, our first race. Let's move on. Uh, 150 then, which is the uh, Betfair. No, hang on, it's the Betfair handicap hurdle. Um, and 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting. It's over three miles here. The Brimming Waters, your eleven to four favorite. You've got uh, Polish in there at uh, three to one, or Polish, depending on uh, how you pronounce that one. Risk and Rollers nine to two. What's up with you? Five to one. The big breakaway is interesting for the Tizzers here at eight to one. Uh, Cordeline also in there at eight to one, and it's fourteens bar TC. And um, this is an interesting one. And um, have you spotted something at, at a generous enough price? I'd be tempted to the, by the big breakaway each way um, at the prices. What about you? Uh, yeah, but ever. Bit of a worries me story. This I, I did a piece on Thursday. I was just about to tip what's up with you and uh Cordelier at 10s and 16s. Um, and the prices literally changed just before I pressed publish, so I had to do a rewrite and I, I didn't end up tipping them. Um, they've made it to the race and they're much shorter prices. This race has cut up quite dramatically from the five day stage. I think what's up with you? Um, I'm, I'm sure Dan will touch upon him as well. I mean, um, Dan put him up last time over three miles and soft at Cheltenham. Now, I was yeah. against him there. I didn't think he I was spot on. I didn't have him down as a stayer whatsoever. But I mean, the handicap has dropped into a mark of 125 now. He's 11 pound lower than when fourth in the Martin Pipe five starts ago. So I think he's he, he is weighted to win. Um, it's just a matter of whether he, he's going to stay now. Three miles soft at Cheltenham is a lot different to three mile drying ground, good to soft at Newbury. So if he is going to stay, uh, then it's here, especially as I couldn't find any guaranteed pace in the race. I suspect Jamie Moore will clock onto that and go forward on Sussex Ranger, but he could get a scenario of, you know, a, a less, ta less taxing three miles on better ground and a, and a possibly a, a more a moderately run race. So he could get it all set up for him. I, I think, I think he could be a big player to start by stamina doubts. And Ben Pauling's yards had a 33 to 1 winner on Thursday, uh, and they've been going for a quiet spell. So that's a welcome winner for him. Another yard have been going for a quiet spell, had a couple of uh, decent winners at Doncaster on Thursday. Is Alan King. Mm -hmm. Corda Leon. I mean, this horse is down to a mark of 122 over hurdles. Um, hasn't been fit on his first two starts. Alan King pretty much said that in his weekend column. Um, you know, I think this if this is the if this is the target, he's got him there off a really low mark. I mean, obviously he's flat mark, he should be should be hosing here for mark 120 over hurdles. And not only that, I mean he's a Royal Ascot winner over two mile four on the flat. Yeah, he's, this is only the second time he's run over three miles. So I just think he's I think those those are the two I would play against the field, but it is a quite a trappy race. But if you're gonna have a bet, I'll say old Dutch, what's What's up with you and Corda Leon around about 11 to 2 and 8 to 1 with a sports book, yeah. I believe? I mentioned Dan, the big breakaway. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously going back to Cheltenham last year to try and, and salvage some kind of case for this horse. Obviously, second of two at Sandown last time out. And, and he hasn't run since then. And that was November 7th. So, you know, he's just been diabolical, really, over the last um, few months. So I'm just hoping that some of his former talent comes back. But it's a, it's a real hope, hit and hope, really, isn't it? This race in general, I mean... It's it's a bizarre old contest. Him and Sussex Ranger coming back from chasing. No idea what they'll do. Scandyberg seems to slowly be going the wrong way for a different stable. Polish has been beatable for a while. Butler's brief pulled up the last twice. One thing to add to Tony's what's up with you, Casey. They did report that there were signs of post-race heat mm. stress at Cheltenham. That could just be because he was exhausted because his stamina completely run dry, I suppose. Yeah. But I'm I'm going to tap into Tony's, although I'm, I do think Coda Leon's really interesting. He almost... He's almost urging you to back him. Tony says, another crack at three miles. He's had a couple of spins, one over the wrong trip in the Dash or Drasher race. Run back on the flat since. Wasn't at all this great. He was still running to 100 on the flat in the height of the summer. I mean, mm, yeah. it's now or never, really. Decent ground, three miles. Stable having won a race with the unit as we talk on Thursday. I mean, that horse hadn't won for about four years. So, 
I think I think you've just got to back him because the, the handicapping case is there for all to see. Yeah, and never before has he had everything in his favour. Like the, the time he ran over three was a much better race and he ended up in a really bad position. He's he's nine pound lower now. Yeah, OK. And also, uh, they, he didn't, it's the first time back with cheap pieces. They didn't run him in cheap pieces first time I ever heard of as well. OK, yeah. Kev, last word to you then. Yeah, I thought I was going to be picking Coeur de Leon for all the reasons the lad said, um, handicapper being very generous, etc. And then I found one that the handicapper had been even more generous with in Sussex Ranger that TC um, mentioned briefly there and um, was a good juvenile a few years ago. The last time we saw him over hurdles, he was running off a mark of one, three, four. Um, he's never run over three miles um, over hurdles, but since we last saw him over the smaller ones, he's won over what was basically three miles at Newbury over fences. And he's had a couple of, you know, okay runs. And so the handicapper's gone bananas and dropped him under all codes. And all of a sudden he's down to 121 um, over hurdles. You know, he looks well in. He's completely unexposed over the three miles over hurdles that we know he stays. Um, look, his two runs since he came back from a bit of an absence were certainly below form, but he did step forward from one to the other. So um, I'm hoping he'll be in better shape here. As TC mentions, there's a possibility of an uncontested lead if they want it. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't put anyone off court of Leon, but Sussex, Ra Sussex Ranger will do for me. Okay, nice price as well at 14 to 1. The 225 is the Betfair Demon Chase. It is a grade two and um, just under three miles here, two miles seven to be exact. Clondes Oboe is your 11 to 10 on favourite. Royal Bagai after victory last time, five to two. Imperial Aura, four to one. Elder Allen at 10 to one. And the Rasher Counter is 20s, lads. Um, Dan, it's a you know, cracking race here. I'd be tempted to take on Clondes Oboe with Royal Bagai, progressive kind of um, after winning the last day. We haven't seen Clondes Oboe since uh, the King George. Um, how do you see this one? Yeah, I think I'd be of a similar mind. I mean, let's be honest, a, a lot of our views on these newbie races might change if Brave Man's Game goes and wins mm. the opener yeah. by half the track. I mean, yeah. And that will, I'm sure, inform what we think about Clanders Oboe, what we think about Hitman, as it stands, without being privy to that info at the moment. I do think Eldorado Allen's slightly overpriced at the current mm. price, because I think there are doubts about those short and him in the market. We've discussed the stable with Clanders Oboe. Imperial Aura's failed to complete in his last four starts and bled. Uh, Aintree and Royal Pagai just looks a mudder to me. Kev can do his mudder mudder line. Oh yes. But, I mean, every every time he runs on soft ground, he looks he looks mustard. But he, I think he gets disorganised under these conditions. We've not seen Darash account for a while. El Dorado mm. should stay the trip. I think he shapes like he will, and he's basically run well all season. Okay, good strong case there, Kev. You want to back it up? Back it up? Oh no, no. Look, Landazobo is the best horse, isn't he? And you know, Nicholas the the stable form doubt is there like he can't find anything he's you know he's going to keep running them and it just wouldn't be, it would look look it's pure speculation i don't know but it just wouldn't be a complete shock to me now if he comes out and has kind of five winners this weekend and everyone goes well jesus you know it's just one of those what um, were you various, about lads variance things playing out a bit of an unfortunate cluster but um he's just a lot better than these um i think he's better than them than the official ratings will suggest and um sure look uh, yeah keep 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 it simple as uh yeah. as they, they used keep to it say simple stupid because i had yeah. no other option <laughs> yeah right tc i mean yeah so um, would your also would your opinion be informed by what brave man's game does i'll well? tell you i'll tell you what the sh i just it just occurred to me and i think the shrewd thing to do if you fancy mm. brave man's game yeah, and you, and you fancy the nickel sources throughout the afternoon as well. The treble, <laughs> back, back, back. The treble. You'll get. You'll probably get an inflated price against Brave Man's game. 
Mm. And if that wins, the other two forces mm. hit down and they, they'll, they'll collapse. So you could be sitting on a really good treble there. So that could be the shrewd thing to do if you are a believer in Paul Nichols and the horses are going to come back to form. Because if, Brave, on, Man, if Brave Man's game wins, Clanders over could go twos on very bloody quickly. Yeah. Um, if, um, if, Barry, if Barry was listening there, can he just get send me a copy of Tony Calvin calling a short bias treble a shrewd bet so I can come up <laughs> on my day when just can see me to sleep every night. Yeah, Barry, if you wouldn't mind sending it on to me, just clip it up there, it'd be great. Thanks. Go on, continue, continue TC. Motivational quote. Mate, I'm, Bollocks myself there, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> this well, is a week after you punted an odds on shot in Shaq and Paul Soir. I think there's been a change. At least yeah, he won. I would have had to retire there <laughs> and then if that hadn't bloody one. Um, uh, I hear, I mean, obviously, at the time of recording, you, no way you, in the world you'd go, you know, go near Claire Desobo for all he's got outstanding form claims. I'd probably rather back Raw Pagaya at five to two than Claire Desobo at um, even money. The reason being, again, um, I mean, my pace map here looks like it's been framed by the Riddler. It's got so many question marks by it. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I, I, they, they held up Royal Pagai last time. I reckon they might go forward on him. They have gone forward on him in the past. And Eldorado Allen maybe goes forward occasionally, etc., etc. But no, I, I think Royal Pagai is his biggest form rival. Uh, he is in form. Um, the, if it's good to soft at Newbury, he might get away with it. Um, no, I, I think I think Rob Guy has got a really nice profile. Obviously, the Gold Cup runs forgiving because he did come back with a very bad injury there. Yeah, Rob Guy at five to two appeals more than the evens, and I can't see anything else winning really. Uh, but am I going to have a bet at this stage? No. So no selection, no tip. No okay, bet. good stuff. The three o'clock is the Betfair Cheltenham Free Park Builder Steeple Chase again. It's. Uh... Over two miles this time, and a horse, I, again, I just have never warmed to, a bit like Fusil Raffles, really, same kind of, So Royale is in here at two to one, alongside Hitman for the aforementioned Paul Nichols. So, So Royale and Hitman, both two to one, ahead of Fudambul Savola, is that how you pronounce it, Dan? Five yes. to two, Sky Pirate, five to one, and Editor De Geet is a non-runner. So, it's a short enough field here, and um, Kevin Blake, and... Um, Again, I guess, you know, much of the opinion around Hitman might be informed by what happens with Canada's Zobo and Brave Man's game. But are, are, do you think Soriel is, is a step ahead of them? I, I'm fully on board with this with this um, Tony Calvin, Nichols, Aka idea. I just fancy all the Nichols horses this yeah. week. Um, yeah, like this could like be a new Hitman. column idea, Tony. You put up a short price <laughs> treble every week. Thanks. If you want any advice, you see, just you have my number, give me a shout. <laughs> Like, I, I liked him last season and I, I even liked his run when he got beat at entry. You know, I, I thought, you know, I think he's better at the shorter trip, to be honest. And it's two runs this season. He's been beaten twice, but he's taken his form forward nine pounds already. And um, there, just just a few guys. I was in um, Nicholas's with, with Betfair, you know, early in the season. And then I was talking to Paul again on Tingler Creek Day when this horse was running. And you just, like, he loves this horse. Like, like he, he's reining himself in the whole time, trying, you know, so he doesn't say something too punchy. But you just get the impression that he thinks, like, he, he's, he's a properly, properly good horse. And, um, like, he had, like, he, on another day, he might have won the Tingler Creek. And that mistake just came at the wrong time. And I know the form hasn't exactly been, been, held up in lights by grenadine since but i think there's more to come from him and um like like yeah i look at look there's the obvious concerns with nickels but and the prices will be subject to fluctuation based on what happens earlier in the day but but i do like hitman a lot the treble by the way if anyone's interested uh, at the time of recording is nine to one <laughs> 
nine to one the trip. You know he'd love it as well, Nick as well. It's yeah. a sort of story. Yeah, he's he'll be honestly, honestly, drives him, honestly, he? he'll be bristling. Honestly, that is very tempting. Yeah, that's very tempting. Tony Calvin on a short price trip. You'd love to see well, it's it. It's not a short price trip, is it? It's nine to one. <laughs> well, hey, I, I, I just want to see it happen because you just know Nichols will come out and make, make a bit of a speech about the doubters, you know, and he'd be so punchy. Oh, yeah, like, like, I, I absolutely love Nichols. He's well, my favorite you know, English trainer by a mile. He's brilliant. Well, he's going to be like, he can come out and show us his betting slip before Brave Man's game runs, and then, <laughs> and then and this after timing yeah. shit. How, how do you it's going to be like that time did? Keegan Keegan was giving it out to Sir oh, Alex yeah. Ferguson, aren't it? I would love it, love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> CC, CC, how do you see this one going? Um, obviously, we've ended the geek comes out. We've got another question mark. What's going to make the running maybe fun and ball similar? Did uh, did so in the Peterborough Chase, but. It was even more impressive coming off a of pace last time. So again, it could be messy tactically. Mm. I, I, I'm a big fan of this hitman. Um, improving six-year-old, I thought he would have gone much closer in the uh, Tingle Creek had he not hit two out. Um, I've actually had a little nibble on him on the exchange for the uh, for the Ryanair. So oh, I hope I he runs. I hope he runs well here and gives mm. Nichols options of going there. I suspect they might bypass it and go to entry. But uh, no, I'm a massive fan of the of the young improver. Um, if my auntie was uncles and I knew about the form, blah blah blah, uh, I'd, I'd be putting him up here. But obviously, at the time of writing and at the time of recording, I can't. But yep, yeah, um, okay, nine to one that treble. Yes, good stuff. Headman yes. for you, Dan. Yeah, I just think he's going to be too quick for these if he's right. I, I love this also. I put him put forties at the start of the season in a sporting life column for the champion chase each way. I mean, he must be the best workhorse at the yard, I imagine. He's so quick. And, yeah, it rests, of course, on what happens earlier in the day. But I think at twos, you'd be more tempted to take a chance. Yeah. The other two run respectively. And he, I don't think he's going to drift much from, from that price. I just think he's quicker than them. I just think he's a faster horse. And under these conditions, he'll be able to express it. Lovely. Okay, good stuff, gents. That brings us nicely to the Betfair hurdle as well. Um, JPR was 3.35 on the cards and uh, it's two miles handicap hurdle uh, obviously 92 JPR one for Colin Tizer is at the head of the market only just from Broomfield Berg at 5-1 to one. Nappers Hill 6-1 to one. last year's champ Soaring Glory uh, back here at 13-2 to two. Boot Hill 8-1 to one. Tritonic Brandon Kick 9-1 to one. and it is 10-1 to one bar MTC uh, yeah Soaring Glory obviously very good winner of this last year and then ran reasonably well um Afterwards um, at Cheltenham, what do you like in this? Yep, saw in glory. Um, okay, great. I backed him around about eights on the exchange win only. Um, I think that's a very good bet. Um, obviously, he's. I was talking to Dan about this. The handicapper actually dropped him two pounds for a, for his run in the Christmas hurdle last time, um, which was curious to say that to say the least. <laughs> it wasn't curious at all. It's typical for this season. Well, well, honestly, I mean, it's what the handicap, you know, they must be going to these Boris Johnson parties. They all seem to be pissed every time they rate the race. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought, obviously, he's he's a lot higher than last year. He's a stone higher, but, I mean, he deserves it. I mean, the Ascot run, that win on his reappearance was, I thought, I was really taken by that. He's only £4 higher now after he dropped in there. Back to mm. a bigger field. Okay. Uh, on better ground, I think that's I think that's very good. I'm a bit worried about the cheap pieces, but I did go back and have a look at the races, and I can see why they're doing that, replying them again. Um, and I'm also with the sports book are playing five places. I've also backed First Street at 14s. Uh, won a bit of a Mickey Mouse race last time, but that was a that was a first run back off a 
off a three-month break after a wind-up after disappointing in the Persian War. Um, I, I think this, I think this, this horse's finishing kick is something to behold. I mean, mm-hmm. although he wasn't beating much at Kempter last time, you go back and have a look at the way he dealt with Brim, the Brilliant Water at uh, Warwick over two mile five on on decent ground earlier in the season. He really. He really quickens up after the last this horse. And so a mark of 141, but he might have shown his hand a bit more than the likes of JPR1 and Brewfield Berg, but uh, I like the horse. I think he's progressive. I think there's more to come. And curiously, they did have him in a, in the Tolworth uh, at the five-day stage along with Constitution Hill. So mm. if they think he's up to that kind of level, mind you, if, if mark 141 with Constitution Hill wasn't in the race, he'd have won it. But um, yeah, I... I um, they're the two of my I'm playing against the field. Sorry, Glory and First Street. First Street. Okay, good stuff. Is now into 11 to 1. I should mention Car Park Kev's battery is on a little bit of those. Like, <laughs> so he does a dip out. That means um, uh, that's the reason why. But um, hopefully he'll, he'll last the pace. Daniel, who do you like in the bet for her? Just a quick one on the BHA stuff on that. Um, I think the thing to remember with what they did with Soaring Glory, pulling him down and putting Glory and Fortune up, is the fact that Soaring Glory went into the race rated £9 higher than Glory and Fortune. So... The fact Gloria and Fortune beat him at levels meant I think the handicapper had to try and equalise and narrow that gap slightly. The return of the pieces baffles me a bit on Soaring Glory. And one thing I've always thought in this race, I think people see big field handicap like this, they oh, they'll go they'll go mad in front and they'll set it up for a holder pass. Um, I don't think that happens in this race. Not since 2012, Zarkander as a horse come from the rear of the field to win it. I think you want a prominent racer, and I'm backing two of them. Jetual, who's an out-and-out front runner and has got good novice form, and I like to move it, who likewise has got good novice form. The stable have won this race twice with Baliandi and Aldanza, and I just think he'll be a different proposition off a break in a handicap, proper race at a galloping track. Lovely. I like to move it, move it. Good stuff, Dan. Kev, last word to you on the bet for Hurdle before we move to Warwick. Yeah, Sora Glory will do for me, and we've talked about him a good bit over his last few starts. I just don't think those small fields would ever suit him. Um, handicappers being very generous with him, you know, four pounds higher than a, than an impressive win at Ascot only a few months ago. So, um, cheap pieces, he might get like it's aggressive, which is what we said the first time they put him on. But in a, he might get away with it in a race like this where he can hopefully get a bunch of cover. Um, and he'll do for me, so in glory. Lovely. Okay, good stuff. We move on to Warwick then, gentlemen. We have a couple to discuss here. The uh, 135 is the Virgin Bet Warwick Mares hurdle race, and it's over two miles, five furlongs. Indefatigable is in there at eight to 11, top of the market at the time of recording. And Marie's Rock, five to two after falling the last day. Uh, White Hot Chili Philly, five to one, and Get a Tonic, tens. So it's a short uh, field. Um, yeah, Dan, how do you see this one going? Marie's Rock, maybe against the favourite? How do you see it going? Um, I think doubts about indefatigable in a small field tactical race. She's mm. become an increasingly strong stayer. And Marie's Rock, we know that she's not at her best in these small field tactical races. White hot chili filly, soft lead maybe. We saw her go too hard at Sandown the other week. Mm. I thought that might be the angle here. Whiz around Warwick, sharp track, goodish ground and get away from them. Okay, lovely stuff. White hot chili filly for yourself, um, Kev, with the five. No, with the exact same case as Dan, actually. Yeah, um, I, I don't like Marie's Rock in, in this type of race, and the fact that it wouldn't be wouldn't be in love with it either. And um, yeah, softly look wrong at the figures, but um, you're getting plenty of compensation at the price, and uh, run of the race can, can matter a lot around Warwick. So yeah, white hot chili Philly. That's two for white hot chili Philly hat trick TC. Come on, Calvin. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, obviously, uh, I, can uh, see, I can see the pace angle, but it's kind of like. It's a long, kind of like two 0 really, because I don't really, I don't really have yeah, because no. I haven't got a tip and haven't got a bet. But okay. if I was going to fall, if I was forced, uh, yeah, I thought the freeze Marie's rock was fair. 
Um, obviously, favourite for the Lanzarote when all but brought down at the second. Uh, the second, and she's quite a moody. She's quite a moody sort. So you know, Lovely. she's never going afterwards. Um, she got a really good turn of foot. If she settles in that small field, which is obviously a doubt, then I think she could put this to bed after the last. But beautiful. The two hundred five. The two hundred five. Then is um, the version bet kingmaker novices chase. So. Um, Edward Stone is in your uh, even money favourite at the moment. Obviously, it's over two miles. Third time lucky, Vanessa Royal uh, likes for the Arkle is in here at 15 to 8 uh, for the Skeletons. Brave Shaska, 9 to 2, and for Pleasure, 14s. It's a four-runner race once again. Uh, and Kev, yeah, third time lucky. I guess Vanessa will be hoping to go and win this one. But Edward Stone, even money. What do you think? Yeah, super race this now. And like the last time third time Lucky and Edward Stone met, um, third time Lucky made his own running and probably didn't help himself. So the fact that you've got four pleasure in here who can go a right gallop, you know, will make this rematch interesting. Look, look, I like Edward Stone. Like I like him for the Arkle, to be honest. And uh, if he's going to win good the Arkle, he's, he's, he's going to want to go and win here. And, and I think he will. Um, he's just always been a more efficient operator than third time Lucky. Like there wasn't a huge amount between them over hurdles, but I just think Edward Stone has made a better transition. Um, love the way he jumps. He, he's, he's efficient. He's quick. He's clever when he needs to be. And I'm hoping Tom, well, it'll be interesting to see who follows who. I was going to say I'd like Tom Cannon to follow third time Lucky, but Harris Skelton might be anxious to, to follow Edward Stone at least mm. until four or five out when he'll you know, probably get harried away and I hit the front five <laughs> out. Um, but looking forward to it. It should be a great race now. Harry Curry. Yeah, Curry. Yeah. What about you, TC? Um, are you are you a Kev Edward Stone for you or how do you see it? It's a, like I said, it's a four and eight. It's a brilliant race, isn't it? We actually got if you take out all the Irish horses, these are the one, two, three of the Irish, uh, the English horses in the in the Arkle. The Arkle, yeah. Um, first, fourth, and seventh. Taking out the Irish horses, what a toss! Jesus, don't you start with the about Irish again? We know you got put in your place last time. She really was hung over. She's saying you're you were so funny. That is one of my favorite moments in our pod. That is that is the voice, wasn't it? You're so funny, sounded a bit Chinesey. Um. No, I, I'm uh, obviously the first two in the betting. I'm a massive fan of this Brave Shiaska. Um, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if, if, oh. that one, if that one put it up to it. But I, I know a lot of people are on the horse, even though there's no entries and no weights. I, I think a lot of people have backed this horse for the Grand Annual of 145, <laughs> haven't they? So I'm hoping the horse runs really well, even wins. So all the people who backed it for the Grand Annual have done it. <laughs> For being stupid and backing a horse, you don't even know it's in the race and you don't even know it's weight. How lovely. bloody stupid can lovely, <laughs> lovely Schadenfreude from Tony Calvin there? Perfect. Okay, good stuff. So, um, Dan, last word to you then. Um, how do you call this race then? Uh, third time lucky Edward Stone, brave Shaska for TC. How do you see it? <laughs> I adore the top horse. I think he's my favourite horse in training. I mean, he just oh, yeah, he's yeah. so professional. He's just an absolute star, isn't he? Every, every time he gets to the track, he runs a race. I don't think those four from Ireland last week necessarily enhance our article claims. I mean, he might do that here. I think he might vault himself to the head of this market, head of Blue Lord, because I just think he's a thorough pro who will have a race perfectly teed up for him by far pleasure. And Rowcast listeners will know, as you all uh, Rowcast <laughs> listeners will know, that I'm keen in for the article. Right. Mm. Get in there, baby. Get in your, there. Okay. Look. Your uncle's best mate's going to win the Arkle, but we'll come on to that later. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, yeah. 
interesting weigh in on Monday anyway, depending on the result of this, obviously, with a lot of vested interest. The last race before we get our naps, and hopefully Kev's battery holds up as a 3.15, the Virgin Bet. Warwick Castle handicap chase over two and a half miles. A celebrate Dallin is your four to one favorite for Philip Hobbs. Nine to two Falco Blitz for Nicky Henderson. Cheddleton five to one. Our power sixes, and it's 15 to two. A bar. Okay, Kev, kick us off here. You like, please? No, I'm out of this one and I forgot right. to tell you. So Cameron, pass, you pass me on. <laughs> you like, please? <laughs> you want me to go? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, um, a lot of pace in here, but there's a lot of hold up horses. I'm going to go with the hold up horses. And the one I like best is the King of May, around about a double figure price, 10 to 1. Mm. Um, what, it went up £7 for a Sedgefield win last time, uh, which on the face of it was, was pretty harsh, but. This, the first, uh, the second, and the third went into that on the back of wins. The third went in there on the back of a ha- on on a hat trick. Uh, so I think that could actually be quite fair. Um, he was really doing really well off uh, higher marks and his revised mark last last season over two miles. Wasn't beaten far in a Castleford off a three pound higher mark than this. So I think he's still handicapped, still fairly handicapped, unexposed over two miles. In fact, the two miles four. This this is the longest trip he's been in been over so I, I like that fact the stable's in form uh, and I think you need a pacey sort that's going to come off uh, come off the speed here and uh, I thought the King of May was was very interesting you know I say he's um, I, I think he put it all together and I, I think he's going to go closely it is a very very competitive race but I thought yeah. ten, I thought nines and tens was fair about him the King of okay. May okay good stuff I like our power here at, at six to one Dan last word to you on our last race if you like please well, there's a, there's a slight if, but if it comes together, I think Celeb Delam might win this and win it easily. I mean, he's a network. All those networks are better chasers. He was a very useful chaser in France as well. He's come back for Hobbsy and has bettered anything he did in his hurdles career in France. If he can mm-hmm. take the same level of improvement back to chasing and the pedigree definitely encourages that he can, then I, I'm massively all over him. He's been brilliant in two runs back. He's won really well on both occasions and the race could just be perfect for him. Wishing and hoping, Lieutenant Rocco, Riders on the storm, tee it up. If he holds his place and his jumping holds up, I think he can win and win it pretty well. Excellent. Okay, good stuff, lads. Pleasure. And um, just a reminder as well, um, the one o'clock at Southern on Friday, Friday, one o'clock at Southern, money back is a free bet if your horse fails to place. And then at Newbury on the uh, 1.15, money back is a free bet if your horse fails to place on the Sportsbook or the Exchange. Take advantage of those if you can. Right, um, TC after winning that last week, um, still bottom of the table, but he's uh, clawed some money back. We have Dan plus 69, Kevin plus 92, and plus 100. TC, your nap of the weekend, please. Uh, well, I've only met three horses. And so I, it's got to be one of those. And I'm going to go with, against Dan's Celebra Dallin. He's actually, he's, he's tipped a French sounding horse and he's wearing his French top as well, isn't he? There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with the King of May. Uh-huh. King of May, good stuff. <laughs> nice oh, nice oh. as well. About 15 to 2. The King of May for uh, Tony in that <laughs> offer margin of the last bet. For yourself, uh, Daniel Barber. Uh, Sacre bleu. I'm going Celebre de Lem, please, to take on TC. And I'm going to celebrate Shower. by put, putting this top back on, doing in a load of champagne and eating okay. a load of snails. Lovely. Good stuff. Uh, Kevin <laughs> Blake. Of onions. <laughs> Kevin Sussex Blake. Ranger. Win and place, please. Sussex Ranger at 14 to 1 win and place. And you know what I have to do, lads? 9 to 9 1. 9 to 1. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hitman, Clandes of old Brave Man. Hornicles are fire back at the course and screw you all. The stable is back. I would love it. I'm telling love you it. now. I'm going to go and get some of that 9 to 1 triple. Oi, oi. <laughs> 
Lovely. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure as always. Enjoy the racing this weekend. Bet for Super Saturday. Uh, gamble responsibly as always. We're back at weigh in on Monday to answer all your questions. Enjoy the weekend.